Good morning. Uh, Jeff Stevens here. Hey, I wanted to share something with you this morning that's been uh, kind of a common theme for me in my studies and with the people that I deal with uh, lately, whether it be friends or family, uh, people in my circle. Um, and it goes right back to the Word of God and its reliability and being in it and reading regularly, daily, utilizing it as a tool to check what's going on in your life, uh, utilizing the Bible as a uh, means of communicating with God, and uh, regularly regularly uh, doing some sort of Bible study or uh, a Bible reading or devotion uh, that draws you closer to God daily, weekly, and monthly. Uh, it sets the tone for your life and allows you to keep your compass, uh, you know, right. And in that thread of utilizing the Word of God, there's something that I hear regularly uh, in the church setting that I, I think needs to be addressed because people use it in a context that is just, I don't think it is what they think it is. And that is, you know, they've prayed or they have something going on in their life or they're waiting for the next chapter or the next season. And they say these words, I'm waiting to hear that still small voice. Okay. Um, and I get it. I get that people want to hear some sort of, you know, miraculous voice. They want God to whisper to them or to speak audibly to them or to show up and give them a word, something special, special revelation. Um, but that's not really what this means to hear a still small voice. And this is something that if you look scripturally is not something that God says, I'm going to do for everybody. This is not uh, some sort of revelation that God has put in his plan for the Holy Spirit to um, do some sort of works in your life where he's going to whisper to you every time you're backed into a corner or whisper to you every time you need to make a decision. Um, you know, and there are, are times uh, God does big things and he does little things. Uh, and sometimes he's just maintaining us. But, it, you know, which one of those becomes the still small voice and which one is the one where God is yelling at you? Well, let's look at it for context tricks for a second. So where does still small voice come from. So it comes from 1 Kings 19. So we have this whole scenario where the prophet Elijah is battling with the prophets of Baal. So um, you know, this is a long, long time ago, and we got a prophet here who God spoke with regularly, who brought prophecy to the Jews. So in the midst of this, God had done some pretty amazing works because Elijah got all worn out and he feels like he's defeated. And, um, you know, he goes and hides and then God sends an angel to him and he brings him some food and water and tells him to rest. And then, you know, Elijah gets kind of worried and he complains and he's like, you know, all the prophets have been killed uh, by Jezebel and he's the only one left. And so anyway... God tells him to go stand up on the mountain, and he's in the presence of God here. So he's in the presence of God, one, so God can do whatever he wants. He can talk to him. And then God sends this big wind, and he breaks all the rocks up, and he sends an earthquake, and he sends in a fire. And in all of that, he doesn't hear God. God just does this work. When all of the destruction is done, 
God speaks to Elijah in a still, small voice. Or, from the Hebrew, we get gentle whisper. So something small. So, you know, and what does that mean for us? I don't think there's any evidence to support that what Elijah did or what God did with Elijah says that, hey, for all of you who believe, God's going to do all these big works, but then when you need to hear from him, he's going to whisper in your ear. So really kind of what is going on here is that God can do all kinds of big works for you, but he's present in all the things. He's present in all the small things. He maintains us through all the mundane daily things. You know, it's because of him that we have the blessings that we have in the things that we see and do daily that we take for granted. Like every time you stick your fork in the food on your plate or sip from your drink or enjoy um, shade under a tree or the air conditioning or the ability to have a car or just the ability to take in breath. It's all a blessing. It's all part of the miracle of what we have that we don't deserve because we are sinful beings. Um, And he can communicate in numerous ways. And the Bible is clear that he has communicated to people through all kinds of different ways through the word of God. Um, But does God speak to us in an audible voice? I think we need to be really careful when we say that because as we know, throughout history, people have said, I heard from God. So we have religious leaders who consider themselves the vicar of Christ. So he is the direct representative of Christ on earth. So whatever he says is essentially scripture. We have people who call themselves the prophet who, you know, whatever they say that becomes prophecy or they put out literature that is prophecy. So whatever they put out becomes reality. Well, if it all doesn't line up, well, then it can't all be from God. So if they contradict one another, they can't be from God. And if you feel like you've just got some sort of wisdom or you've got some sort of knowledge without utilizing the word of God, well, then it's unfounded because there's no platform for it. There's no foundation. There's nothing for people to go back to to say it's right. So when you say I'm killing people in the name of God, well, Find me something in the Bible that supports what you're doing. You know, if you say that this certain leader is godly and they are doing certain things, living a certain lifestyle, find me something in the Bible that will support it. It's the word of God that we utilize as our compass. But it is also what we use as our means of communication with God. So instead of having to wait for a still small voice, what we really have is great biblical evidence that utilizing the word of God is the way that we communicate. It's the way that we hear from him. John 10, verse 27, uh, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So we hear his voice. So it it would lend you to believe that we're going to hear something. In Romans 10, in verse 17, we're told that so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Well, The word of Christ, what we have now as the word of Christ is the collection of books that we call the Bible. So we're going to hear that by reading it. And I would encourage even at some points reading it out loud. 
you know, we will hear it read out loud in church, but read it out loud yourself. Allow yourself to form those words with your mouth and hear them. Um, you know, Jeremiah tells us, call to me and I will answer you. And um, there's just so much evidence in here. And, and if you want to hear a little something about why scripture is relevant and important as the breathed word of God, I would encourage you to go back and listen to my podcast. It's actually the first one I ever posted on breathe. Uh, it's really important to understand what God means by he breathed scripture. And there's um, a good study in there that gives some good original language on what it means to breathe and why it's profitable for teaching, reproof, and correction. But as we have in Second Timothy, is the, uh, the design for us that all scripture is breathed out by God and it is profitable for teaching, reproof, and correction, for training in righteousness, um, that a man of God or woman may be competent, equipped for every good work. So it is what we use, the word of God, in order to hear his voice. And, uh, you know, Hebrews 4 tells us the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. So if it's living and it's active and it's sharp, then it's going to pierce us when we read it. So we need to get into the word of God. So I just wanted to go over that with you this morning. Like I said, it's been kind of a theme in my life, and I think it's a good word of encouragement for people who may be waiting on that. The one question that I ask people regularly when they tell me I'm waiting to hear from God is, how often do you read your Bible? And I, there's a regular answer that I get, which is, well, I don't read it enough. Well, this is the morning where you start. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, I, I would hope that it is a lot. I would hope that you go to it regularly. But I would encourage you to start somewhere. Pick a book um, and just start reading. Start with a few verses or start with a chapter. Uh, pray a little bit. Ask God to bless what you read. And then just dig into the word and start getting in a habit where you do it on a daily basis or you have a study on a daily basis. Uh, because it, you are going to hear from him. You're going to read things that absolutely amaze you and they uh, speak to you very strongly. Uh, you know, just last night as I was doing a little study, I'm, I'm sitting next to my wife, she's watching a show and I'm doing a little a little study and I, I keep bugging her because I'm like, look at what this is saying. Listen to these words when I look at stuff in Hebrew and I'm like, look how well this lines up with who Jesus is as the sacrifice for our sins, as the propitiation. And it, it just amazes me sometimes how God really speaks to us and he reminds us what he has done for us, how amazing he is, and um, you know just how perfect he is if we really dig into the Bible and get to know him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to communicate with you. He would love to have you there with him. But in any relationship, remember, there are, there are two, two sides to it. You know, imagine, if you will, going home to your spouse and speaking to them regularly and them not responding to you. Imagine 
you know, doing all the chores and, 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 you know, doing everything around the house and trying to communicate with them and trying to have an intimate relationship, but that person just lives there. Uh, they take everything from you. They eat all the food you cook. They live in your nice, clean home. They shower in your shower. They, they do all these things, but they never talk to you. They never touch you. They never relate to you. They don't have any sort of intimate relationship with you. That's kind of the idea behind saying, I'm a Christian, but I don't read the Bible. It's kind of like I'm in this intimate relationship with somebody, but I spend zero time in a relational uh, relationship where I, I communicate with them, I talk with them, I touch them, I listen for them, I listen for their voice through that communication. That's what we can do by getting into the Word of God. So my encouragement for you today, one, be blessed. Two, get into the Word of God. Uh, Find something uh, easy to start with, but just get in and allow Him to speak with you. And I think you will find that you will hear a still small voice, but it'll come right out of the pages of the Bible. So uh, stay on the grind. Be blessed.